Hi, my name's Steve Bartlett, and welcome to Fight Back, your Wednesday night show where you hear me talk about all the injustice in the world and how I try to fight back and how you can try to fight back as well. Um, today we're going to have a special type of uh, episode in which we have a special guest who is fighting back in the most patriotic way a person can possibly fight back. She wants to change society by actually running for office, and she is here with me today. Her name is Brandy Goyette, and she's running for county commissioner right here in Pasco County. Hi, Brandy. How are you? I'm good, Steve. How are you today? Well, thanks for coming on the show. You're my very first guest since the show's oh. come back earlier this year, and nice. I'm really happy to have you here. Well, thank you. So you're running for county commissioner here in Pasco County, Florida. Yes. Okay. Now, you have a little bit of a different background from those who are currently on the uh, county commission. Just a little. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you might be different from the typical person who's already on the county commission? Okay. Well, I'm a single mom. I have a four-year-old daughter, and I'm a social worker by trade. I was the former executive director of the West Coast AIDS Foundation, so I worked with AIDS patients here in Pasco County and a lot of the surrounding counties. We did home visits with all of our clients, and for the past 20 years, I've been doing something in the social work field, whether it be working with the homeless, whether adults with disabilities, um, domestic violence survivors, and sexual assault survivors, or anything in that purview. I basically have done it all and helped to work with wraparound services around that. Um, I was raised by a single dad in Michigan. Um, my biological mother is an addict, and basically, um, he's a Vietnam veteran and a retired UAW member. So I have three brothers and grew up working class, and I understand the struggles of the majority of people here in Pasco because I've been there, done that, and basically, I want to sit in there and start working with improving the quality of life for everybody in Pasco because it saddens me when I read the Alice statistics, which is the asset limit income comparison evaluation study um, where they show that 42% of this county is financially insecure. That's one crisis away from being homeless, not having utilities, not having anything. Like if their car breaks down, they're not going to be able to afford to go to work. And when we have a county that is run by millionaires and multimillionaires, they have no concept of what's going on because all they're focused on is the development, 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 instead of actually working with to improve the quality of life for the people here in Pasco. Now, uh any of your work, was that involving with veterans? Um, actually, yeah. Because your grandfather to. was a veteran in World War II. Yes. And like you said, your dad was a Vietnam vet. Yes. And he was a single father. Yeah. So I'm assuming he probably had some sort of post-traumatic stress having his wife go through what she did and going through the war and My raising all the kids. My dad did not and does not have any PTSD. No, that's fantastic. Um, he has Asian Orange issues, though, okay. um, like a lot of the Vietnam veterans. Um, so a lot of it was with my dad is trying to convince him to go to the VA. Did you to, work with anybody with PTSD? I have had some clients that did have PTSD. I also had a lot 
lot of clients um, working with the VA that had other issues. When I worked in Michigan, um, the VA actually subcontracted with me to work with a lot of the veterans that needed extra help in social work services. So I had veterans from the Gulf War with the Legionnaires disease issues, as well as the ones from Vietnam with Agent Orange. And I had one from World War II. Um, they were like, he just really needs extra help and someone to come in and check on him like once a week. So make sure that you know he's okay because he's elderly and his wife has passed. So just go in, hang out with him for a little while and see what's going on. So a lot of times what I would do is I would sit there and talk to them and listen to what they needed and then call the VA and say, okay, they need this, this, and this, and this is what we're going to do to try and get that for them. I know I can access these services over here. And a lot of times it was negotiating with the VA and the VA here as well. Um, I work with a lot of veterans who got discharged under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So I helped a lot of my clients with the appeal of that mm -hmm. because it's no longer the law of the land. And so they deserve the VA benefits. Like the big thing is the housing, getting the, the low income mortgage, sure. you know, Absolutely. and it, it helps because anything you can do to improve the quality of their lives is, is great for them. Um, I have had a few clients with PTSD and the anxiety and mm -hmm. it happens. Um, and people go, what? And I said, you shouldn't be judging. Um, just because my dad and my grandpa came back and they were fine, you know, doesn't mean that every single veteran is going to be well in the mental health area. Well, I have some so. questions for you about the county commissioner because okay. you know politics because you're actually running for office. Yes. But most people who are just regular citizens, they've heard of the county commissioner, but they have no idea what the county commission actually does because you don't see TV shows or movies about it. No. The media never really covers uh, those local politics. You might know what the governor does, maybe the mayor, but when it comes to county commission, people might know the names, but they really don't know what actually the county commissioner does in their day-to-day -day activities. So in Pasco County, what is the role of the county commission? What do they actually do? All right, so you get your tax bill, and if you pay attention to that, the majority of it goes to the county commission budget. So a lot of things that they do is they determine how and where to spend those funds. Okay, now do they do that by passing ordinances, or they, how do they do that? They will pass ordinances as well as they have a budget presentation every year where they look at and they can approve the county budget. Who so actually they, writes the actual ordinances since they're not lawyers most for the most part? Well, they have a lawyer on staff um, who sits up there and tells them that they can do things and they okay. can't do things and say, you can't talk about that right now because we're in this lawsuit and right now the county's being sued okay. by a lot of people um, for things that they have done. So what kind of things do they spend money on? All right. So like roads, we're supposed to spend money on roads and as well as determining for development, as well as just just spending it on the county employees. How about um, anything involving uh, law enforcement? Um, the sheriff's budget, it's a good thing you ask, does come out of there, but at the same time, they hand the money over, they approve the amount of money going over to the sheriff, but they don't actually tell the sheriff how to spend it. Okay, now we're actually have to take a little break for a second. When okay. we come back, I'm gonna ask you some questions about what you personally think are the most important issues in Pasco County. Okay. Okay, so when we come back, we're gonna be talking about the biggest issues that are facing Pasco County and how Miss Goyette wants to try to fix things.
Hi, I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hotlocks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. Welcome back to Fight Back. I'm here with Brandy Goyette, who's running for county commissioner here in Pasco County, Florida. Brandy, what do you think the biggest issue facing Pasco County is right now? Right now, we have a lot of overdevelopment going on, um, a lot of permits that are going on where, like, well, even with the <laughs> lagoon out in Wesley Chapel. They now, why is overdevelopment a bad thing? Well, when we do that, we have a lot of issues where we build, 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 build. And if you look at Lake Paget Estates, we built without a plan, and it seems to be that's what we're doing here as well. We and how do, we, how do we get people to come to Pasco to build, how do they incentivize that? Well, what they're doing currently is they're waiving the impact fees, which is not good because then we can't pay for schools, we can't pay for fire, we can't pay for any of these things that we now, need. Now, for those who don't know what an impact fee is, what's an impact fee? All right, so for each home, $7,000, each developer has to pay X amount of dollars per home to build it. So this is paid by the developers, not by the homeowners? Correct, by the developers, okay. who then eventually turn it around and say, oh, we need to charge the homeowners, but at the same time, they shouldn't have to. So Pasco County has been uh, sucking up to the developers by waiving or lowering the impact fees so yes. that they would build more here in Pasco County to the detriment of all those who need services. Yes, like schools, fire, all of these things are paid for through the impact fee, even our sheriff. Okay. Yeah. So um, now who benefits from all this overdevelopment? What kind of industries? Well, um, let's see. We have the realtors benefit from the overdevelopments, which quite a few of our current county commissioners are real estate agents. The person you're actually running against right now, Mike Wells, mm -hmm. what does he do for a living? He's a real estate agent and a charter fishing boat captain. Okay. So his family will actually benefit by this overdevelopment. Yes. And his father used to be county commissioner, was one of the county commissioners as well, and then yes. actually became a, uh, got elected um, Appraiser? Yes, property appraiser. Okay, and that's also related to? The overdevelopment the, and the charging of the taxes and setting the sets on the tax rolls. And Catherine Starkey, one of the richest people in Pasco County, she's actually a developer. Yes. And has sold a lot of property to the developers. Correct. So the regular citizens are getting hurt in order for this overdevelopment to yes. occur, which puts pockets, money in the pockets of some of our county commissioners Correct. to the detriment of our citizens. Correct. That does seem like a big issue. What would you do to try to change that? Well, first of all, I wouldn't be waiving the impact fees because we have schools right now that um, are struggling and not just that, the impact fees go to help build new schools. The schools in Pasco County generally are not rated as high as some of the schools in other counties Correct. next to us, like Pinellas and Hillsborough. Do Correct. you think that's because of the lack of funding due to the waiving of the impact fee? That and we have state legislators that vote um, against giving us good raises. They talk about this amazing raise that we got per student, but when you break it down, it's really 47 cents of an increase per student per year. So it's not even a half a penny a day that we got to raise for our students, and then we have to fund all these SROs as well out of the school budget. So there's really no way they keep stretching it thinner and thinner and thinner, and we underpay our teachers. If we continue to underpay them, we're gonna lose them. And it's really frustrating when you hear administrators say things like, well, they should just be grateful we have a job. No, we should be grateful we still have these teachers. Um, they can go to Hillsborough County and get paid, I think it's $10,000 more per year. And we're lucky they're not all jumping ship because they're getting crapped on, no offense, and told, oh, well, you should just be grateful. Um, well, I just read, um, well, I just read online, I didn't see it, but it was in the Tampa Bay Times, mm -hmm. uh, 
an article in which they interviewed Sheriff Nako, in which Nako was complaining, at least on May 1st, that our jails are overcrowded, yes. and because of lack of planning by the government, the local mm -hmm. government, we have to pay, what is it, $10 million a year to other jails in other counties to house our prisoners because we didn't spend the money properly to plan for this overcrowding so that we would have enough. Well, yes and no. Okay, here's the funny part. All right, in my field, I am used to dealing with some of my clients, I say, have some issues with the criminal history. And so they'll get arrested. I had a client who got arrested for shoplifting. They spent nine months in the jail. Why are you in jail for nine months for something that you should be, you know, either... Oh, I agree with you. I think we have too many people in jail. Most of the people yeah. in jail are just too poor to bond out. Correct. But they still have a housing shortage, and that's something that is up to the judges and the state attorney to deal yeah. with. And, you know, even though the police have the discretion on who to arrest and who just to give a summons to go to court, yeah. a lot of people are sentenced to county jail time. So if we do need more space... It, that is something that the county commission should have made sure should have been properly funded. Correct. And right now, because of this $10 million shortfall on the ballot, isn't there a... Uh, a ballot initiative. To, a ballot initiative mm -hmm. to raise taxes on homeowners to pay for this it, jail? Yep, to pay for the expansion to the jail. How much money is it for? Um, I want to say it's a millage, and I'm not sure on the exact millage rate, but I think it would come up to being close to $25 million. I heard what? it was close to $128 million. Ooh, I'm going to have to look into that one because I was reading through it and I'm like, okay, so it would be 25. And then I'm like, okay, maybe it was the school one. And then, but the issue that I have is if our courts are this backlogged with getting people in, because why should we have someone in there nine months for a shoplifting charge? Oh, I agree with you. But like I said, that's not, yeah. that's something that yeah. the judges and the prosecutors yeah. are concerned with. I completely agree with you. I'm a defense attorney by trade. Yeah, I know. Okay? But the issue I'm talking about is in order to pay this $128 million shortfall, yeah. what the county commission, our current board, has recommended yeah. is that this ballot initiative be on the ballot. Yes. And therefore, everyone who's a homeowner's taxes will go up. Yes. In order to make up for the money that should have been paid for by the developers to begin with. We cut the taxes for the developers and then raise the taxes on the citizens. Correct. Am I right or am I wrong about you the way that's working? You are correct in how that is, that is working. And then the other frustrating, the flip side of that is, is they were told at several of the public safety meetings that we this is coming, this is coming, we need to worry about this. And they just kind of ignored what was being told to them. And then they blame it on, oh, well, staff didn't inform me. Well, these are recorded meetings where you were told about all of these issues and you were there. So why weren't you Is there a chairperson on the county commission? Yes. And who was it this time? Um, currently, it is my opponent. Mike Wells. Yes. So he is the person who had the ultimate responsibility to make sure that the jail was, that the sheriff was actually being funded. Yes. And NACO was also very upset because money that has to be spent right now writing a check to other counties to jail our prisoners is money that could have been spent for raises for police officers. Well, it's funny you should say that because they then took money out of the general revenue fund and handed it over to the jail in order to cover raises. And then my opponent and the other gentleman running for election, Mike Moore against Kelly Smith, also posted, oh, look, we just gave our sheriff's department raises. But at the same time, time, they're fighting the county employees on, by giving them, not giving them the 4% that they were promised. And we've had a lot of problems with a lot of police officers. The good police officers who are paid and trained in Pasco County, once they get experience because they're not making the same amount of money as they make in Pinellas Correct. or Hillsborough, the good cops leave Pasco and go down to Clearwater or Tampa. Correct. And we're paying to train them, and then the good cops leave, and the cops who are the problem cops remain. Correct. And a lot of that is because we're not funding them properly. And some of it is due to the negligence of the county commission, whose head is your opponent. Yes. Okay. So. Um, is there, I notice that there's a problem every year with uh, flooding. Oh, yeah. And we're in hurricane season, but mm -hmm. luckily so far, 
we haven't gotten nailed with any bad weather. Now, how much? But <laughs> no one ever talks about how to fix the flooding problem until right. it's already raining. Right. And I think there's, I think that's something we should start dealing with now as opposed to later. Correct. So what we should be doing is year-round improving the areas that flood. We should be fixing the drainage. We should be building it and not just going neighborhood by neighborhood, dumping it into the next neighborhood. I live in Embassy Hills. Um, everything around me will go underwater, so my neighborhood will become like an island. And that's not fair to my neighbors that are not on as high of ground as I am. And it should be a linear fashion coming in from the coast, not just neighborhood here, and then it accidentally dumps into the neighborhood next to it. Didn't the government finance, I can't think of the name of it, say that there should be like a certain amount of money set aside each year from the budget for emergencies? Correct. And are they currently doing that? Yes, actually they are. Okay. There is actual money in the general revenue fund, but they like to dip into it when they see that there's something that they need to fund, like the sheriff's department. Okay, so then when there is a... Uh, a hurricane and we have bad flooding, there's no money to fix it. Well, it's there, but then they make it very hard and they make people jump through the hoops. And, and don't they have like some like 30-year plan on how we're going to how A 30-year plan to fix flooding. When Florida is sunk into the ocean after uh, Lex Luthor has the nuclear weapons and does what yes. he's going to do with Superman 1 and we don't even exist anymore. Well, and 30 years ago, I was 12. Okay. The internet didn't exist. Okay, 30 years so, ago when Barron Trump is president of the United States. Yeah. And, okay, okay. So... Okay. Okay, well, we're going okay, to finish this conversation. We're going to talk about other issues that are important for Pasco County and what Brandy's planning on doing to fix it. See you after the break. I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. Welcome back to Fight Back. I'm here with Brandy Goyette, who's running for county commissioner here in the, in the state of Florida, Pasco County. Um, we have a problem with the roads here in, in Pasco County. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, and that's something that the county commissioner is supposed to take care of. In theory. And In theory. <laughs> what's the problem here? All right. So whenever we go in front of the county commission, they'll tell you our tax dollars don't pay for roads. And everybody goes, well, wait, what? And so in order to improve any of the roads here in Pasco, the neighborhoods have to petition in order to get those roads fixed. So then they will assess each house in that neighborhood 
X amount of dollars to pay for the paving of that road. And that's kind of frustrating and it's kind of a problem because they'll put a lien on your house saying that you owe the county X amount of dollars, sometimes about $7,000, because they came out and they paved your road. And then we have the issues along 54 because we're building, 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 and we don't really have a good traffic flow plan because we keep seeing a lot of fatal accidents out there, especially involving a lot of our younger citizens. The other thing I notice is that like, roads are never finished. It's like they work on it for years and decades. Maybe by that time <clears> that 30-year plan is over for the flooding, uh, one of the roads might actually be fixed. Well, and that also is because we give the road development contracts out to the lowest bidder. It's not necessarily the bidder that can get the job done. It's the lowest bidder within that contract plan. We're not looking at, okay, is this an actual feasible plan? You know, we have Bob Smith contracting who said that he can fix it for X amount of dollars. And then it turns out, oh, he can't really do that for that much because he underbid everybody to just get the contract. You only get what you pay for. Yes. Okay. And a lot of the contractors do currently donate to the elected officials um, because they want those plans. Um, I read somewhere that Pasco County has the second highest homeless rate of any county in the state of Florida, higher yes. than anything in Orlando, higher than, than Miami. I mean, that's just Jacksonville. That's just terrible. It's unsheltered rate. So there's a difference between homeless rate and unsheltered. Our homeless, our issue is, is our homeless is unsheltered. And what that means is we don't have a homeless shelter to put them in, so we really have no place for them to go. So we might not have a higher homeless rate than Miami, but Miami actually has homeless shelters to help put them into programs, to get them into treatment, to get them into whatever it is they need. Now, I know a lot of conservatives don't like that idea. They think it's just giving welfare to people, but they don't understand that if you help these people, mm -hmm. right now they're not contributing anything to society. If they get on their feet, if they get rehabilitated, then they are working, then they're paying taxes, then they're being law-abiding citizens. Well, and we have a lot of homeless who are working. Um, they're working minimum wage jobs, but they can't afford an apartment here in Pasco. So a lot of times there are places that, like businesses that are really understanding about it, and they'll say, okay, well, we have this back room where I'll let you clean up before work, and that's great, but it's really sad we, that they can't find a one-bedroom apartment in order to rent for what they're making. It's a living wage issue. Pasco County also has a very bad opiate problem, yes. and I think that also contributes to the homeless problem. Yes and no. Not all of our homeless do drugs, just like well, not I, all of the I, people. I, I didn't <laughs> so, say it was a cause. I just said yeah. it's, a, it's a contributing factor. Well, we are currently number one in hepatitis B and hepatitis C infections in the state of Florida. We lead the state in those infection rates due to our IV drug use problem because of the pill mills that is, wrapped up. Is there anything that the county commissioner can do to try to... Well, help bring those numbers down. Well, we can start funding the health departments to the degree that they need to be in order to help that. We can also try... And that's and related to cutting the taxes for the developers to have this excessive... Yeah. To actually get people into treatment, we also need to talk to our state legislators about not cutting the drug rehabilitation programs because they keep cutting them left and right. Um, it's really frustrating and sad when you can't find a rehab bed or you can't afford it. Um, also, our Medicaid dollars keep getting cut. And this year, the county was like, well, why do we have to pay so much in Medicaid dollars? Because when you have an uninsured rate, the county is technically responsible for the people who are uninsured. And so now they have to pay a contribution into Medicaid that's higher than normal and they can't understand why. Well, when you're state legislature cuts Medicaid programs that keep people into treatment and into care, the county then has to take care of it. Mm -hmm. It's someone has to pay. And where's that money going to come from? Oh, now it's going to come from us here at the county because we've cut, 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 and now we need to figure it out. The first thing that we should be doing is talking to people about um, legalizing of marijuana. Um, they did it in Colorado. Um, and, you know, make it technically, and I hate to say this, a cash crop um, to cover things and to I help. remember the county commissioner last year, they had a big argument. They were going to do a study just as for legalization of just medical marijuana. They were having a big debate whether or not they should still ban it 
within county limits, even if the state passes medical marijuana in, in the state. That and was that's just ridiculous. insane. Well, right. and it's ridiculous all the lawsuits that are going on with everything to just make it smokable form of medical marijuana. Because currently it's the vape, the oil, and the edibles. Um, and I have a lot of clients that use it for chronic pain. Um, and they're like, you know, I'm not, and I said, I know you're not an addict and you don't want to take the opioids because right. you've seen what it does to your friends. And it kills you. Yeah. The opiates are, are killers, marijuana. I never met anyone who over died by an overdose of marijuana. Correct. And it's getting them off of all of those pain meds. And when I, I've had a lot of doctors that I, I know who overprescribe and I will yell at them and say, what are you doing? What are you doing to this patient? They should not be getting 210 oxy. Oh, well, they have all this pain. Uh, no. No, you're, you're completely right. Um, Pain medication is only for people who have acute pain, and it should only be given temporarily. If you Correct. take it for an extended period of time, then you're just addicted to it. Yeah, and you develop psychological pain where Correct. the pain is there, and it's really not. Okay. Now, let's talk about the the, uh, the county commissioner right now. Right now, our county commission and everybody in Pasco County are Republicans. Correct. And you're a Democrat running Correct. for the Democratic primary, and there are no Democrats who are elected officials anywhere in Pasco County. There's one. And, and I understand, who? Um, R Mayor Rob Marlowe. Okay. And, oh, technically Matt Murphy and Peter Altman, all okay. in the city of Newport Ritchie. Okay, well, I'm, I'm staying corrected. But, <laughs> but right now the county commission is 100% Republican. Correct. And people have a problem. They basically um, vote party line. Correct. There's such ideology in our, in our country right now that if you are a Democrat and you're a Republican, you hate all Democrats, and you just go into the election booth and you just... Yeah. Mark down whatever the letter R is next to. And Democrats do the same thing as well. And what's really scary is for your position, there are no campaign commercials ever for county commissioner. There's no um, national media or anything like that. There's no coverage of the county commissioner. So people really don't get the chance to actually know who you are, or what you stand yeah. for. But would you agree that to be a good county commissioner has nothing to do with ideology. It's about being able to be practical and get things done. Correct. It has nothing to do with me being a Democrat and him being a Republican. You're not going to be able to take people's guns away or provide abortion <laughs> by demand or, yeah. or any things that conservatives get all freaked up about. No. Um, but basically what it comes down to is who has the common sense? Because right now we're, we have no common sense in our county commission. It's literally just, oh, well, we want to do this, so we're going to do it. And you're like, no, you shouldn't be just saying that. It should be what's well, going to help the people. Brandy, I'd love to keep talking to you. Yes. And we could probably talk at the show's over, but we're out of time. Would yes. you like to come back sometime, possibly sure. on the show? Even if you win, then you can come back and you can tell me about the good job you're actually doing. I will. Okay, well, thank you so much for being a guest today. And we'll see you next time on Fight Back. Thank you.